Dave Campbell's Texas football feeling disrespect and pissing off coaches of highly rated teams since 1960. That should be our slogan. Tap and step. Your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. I am the Tep, Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, and and I'll be honest. Look, I think our off-season editions of Tep and Step, pretty good. I thought yeah. they were pretty solid. Okay? We spaced them out nicely. That was pretty solid cool. content. Gave people some content throughout the off-season. Hashtag content. But this... This is what you pay for. Yeah. This is the real crux of the matter. This is the real meat of the sandwich. This is the nerdiest of the nerdy. This is your 2019 Texas high school football season preview uh, yes. from Tep and Step. Uh, we are going to break this up into two different episodes. This episode is going to be 6A, 5A, and 4A. And then the next episode will be 3A, 2A, and then I will do some 1A as well. So we are going to go through each classification. Um, this is your premium high school football podcast. Um, thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas you. football insider. We love you very, very much. Um, but we've got a ton to get to because this is look. I, I mean, look. I'm, I'm for whatever reason that you subscribe to Dave Campbell's Texas football. Thank you. I don't care yeah. what it is. If you do it because because you heard me say that the food. Like, it puts food in my tummy, and you're like, oh, I feel bad for him. Thank you. That's fine. Mm -hmm. If you don't use – if you do it just to get the magazines, and you have no interest in the digital content, fine. I don't care. Thank you. No matter what, thank you. We love you very much. But there is a segment of the population, a segment of our subscribers at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, that this this is it. This is what they want. They come here for this dumb podcast with two dum dums. <laughs> Boy, yeah, we, two dopes. We love you for that for sure. I don't. I don't. For sure. I don't understand you. You listen to me and Tepper talk. I mean, I love you, Tepper, but oh, thanks, buddy. I wouldn't pay money to hear you talk. But you know what? Regardless, thank you yes. for tuning in to this, the 2019 season preview episode of Tep and Step. This also marks, by the way. It's like our one-year anniversary, buddy. Because the first episode we, going, we did. Are we going to dinner tonight afterwards? <laughs> the first episode yeah. we did was, was the 2018, 2018 preview. season right? preview. Yeah. That was the first time we did Tep and Steps. So I got to ask you before we get started. Uh-huh. Right now we we are. For, uh, we'll, we'll open the pull the curtain back a little bit. It's August 12th. Today is August 12th. Um, so we're 17 days away from kickoff. Indeed. How? I'm not there yet. No. Not there yet. It's first off. It's God, it's too hot. Yes. Um, and still a little too far away. Um, I th- my usually August twentieth is when I'm starting to turn the corner. August twentieth, and I'm I'm like, all right, I'm ready for the season. Yeah, I think that's probably for me too. Um, we have um, here's what's going to happen, and this is we have a lot. lot of man, I'm being I'm being way too honest on this podcast. So there's a lot of work to do, and, and that's part of it, is that football season is obviously a lot of fun for us, but it's also a lot of work. So right now, it just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is that on uh, a week from today, August 19th, is uh, it's, the, uh, it's the Lone Star Emmys. 
And oh. Um, oh. I know. And so I have one more event before football season. Okay. And it's going to that. Wear a tie to that thing. Yeah, I have to wear a tie. Oh God. Um. And so I have to go to that thing. And once we are. And once we are. Once you win another Emmy, then you'll feel. <laughs> no. Well, well, look. We'll see. We'll see. One thing I will say on the premium podcast. Fox Football Friday, powered by Dave Campbell's Texas Football, is up for an Emmy. Okay. Mm-hmm. That Deservedly is, so. That is the little show that could. Okay. That was the – like, before I was on Scoreboard, I was on that show from from the jump. That was my first, like, in, like entree into TV. And if that wins an Emmy, like, that's, that is – a, a minor miracle <laughs> and it'll feel very you're going back to the very first friday night you oh, did it <laughs> dude, i'm going back to the jeff power days of being on location uh, and and sweating out there in and then to go from there if that thing wins an emmy and more importantly if coach ken purcell wins an emmy that would awesome. be yeah. amazing yeah. anyway that's good I, luck. I feel like I got to get past that. Once I get past that, then it's going to feel like football season. You're so lucky. You get to go to Mason on that first Thursday night. Dude, I'm so fired up. Uh, and uh, I, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before. Maybe not. But I, I was definitely banging the drum to say, Fox, you should go to Mason. You should go to Mason. You yeah. should go to Mason. Them winning a state championship obviously helped. Wall being a really good team also helps too. But I definitely like kept saying hey this should be the small school game this should be the small school game this should be the small school game and so i'm not saying i made the decision because i didn't but i will take a very 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 small amount of credit that there is a major corporation that is sending significant resources to mason county texas i am so fired up and (laughs) you know what's great is and we'll get into football in a moment but what's great about that is fox gets it and fox understands they're like this scene is going to be crazy, like oh, yeah. like vintage Texas high school football, and they're just super into it. Yeah. So I'm really excited about it. Anyway, this is your season preview edition of Tep and Step. We appreciate you being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We start this episode, which will be our six A, five A, and four A preview, as we always do, Matthew, with our Texas high school football fun fact oh, of the week. Your Texas high school football fun fact of the week, Matthew. How many UIL eleven man schools went winless in 2018? How many UIL 11-man schools went winless in 2018? This is 2A all the way up to 6A. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing darts here. I'm going to say 17. Boy, buddy. You want to add 40 to that? 57 wow. teams went winless in 2019. In fact, you said 17. There were, <laughs> there were 15 6A teams that went okay. winless. Uh, Socorro, Cy Park, Northbrook, Sam Houston, Pasadena Rayburn, Alif Elsick, Alvin, Kyle Lehman, San Antonio Lee, La Jolla Juarez Lincoln, Donna North, Brownsville Rivera, Irving, Dallas Molina, and Plano West. Mm. Missed that one just by a bit. There's, there's, there's always more than you think. Yeah, uh, that I, was, yeah. but that was kind of stunning. I, I would, I would need to go back and look, but it seemed like it seemed like the bottom fell out for a fair number of teams in 2019. It happens. Or it but happens. the good thing is, Socorro has the longest losing streak right yes, now. But UIL 11 man. But you know what? Hope springs eternal because we are now facing the 2019 season. They're undefeated. We're fired up. 
ready for football here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Uh, this is your preview edition uh, of for the season. We're going to start with Class 6A, the largest classification. And f- for each of these classifications, we've got kind of these tent poles that we want to get to. Um, but but first, I want to kind of open it up with uh, a conversation about 6A as a whole. I kind of asked you for a headline. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's your headline? I- I'm interested. What is your headline for 6A? Um, we'll form hold. Yeah. We'll form hold. Um so, so I part part of our big Dave Campbell's rollout before the season started is I go through and I do, um, I pick every district how I think it's going to shake out. It'd be a little different from the magazine, but I also pick my regional and state champions. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, are are we going to see Duncanville North Shore again? Because that's rare. I mean, it doesn't have other than the Katie Cedar Hill trilogy. Yeah, a few years ago, it's pretty rare in six A or old five A. Absolutely, that we see repeat state title matchups in back to back years. I mean, like I said, the Katie Cedar Hills trilogy is really the exception and not mm-hmm. the rule. So I'm looking at it and I'm like, you know, I mean, Duncanville, Duncanville, and North Shore especially have tough roads to get back to AT and T Stadium. Yeah, I'm trying to so see. I'm that's looking. the biggest thing for me. And then, and then in Division Two. You know, Longview, do they have a hangover? I mean, they've won a state title. Do, you know, remember when the Chicago Cubs won the, won the World Series a couple of years ago? That. And then the next year, they were they were good. They, were, they made the playoffs. But it was like, they got bounced, we I think, just the, won the – we, just, we, just, we, we waited this long, and we just accomplished it. So, does long – now, I don't think John King is going to let the Lobos have a hangover, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility. So, I want to look at this. I'm trying to think of the last time we had a repeat of, a fi- of the largest – Classification state champ. So wh- whether it was five A division one or six A division, I'm not sure. It's it's um, boy, it's happened. It's, it has been. I mean, you may have to go back to the pre division splits. You may have to because um, yeah, you know what? I'm I'm seeing this and it's it's man, it's at least been a minute. Um, yeah, because you really do. What's weird is that I th- I feel like there's a lot of people who who look at this and they say, oh well, six A, it's the same teams every single year. And I don't necessarily disagree with you because it's the same like Office. handful of yeah. teams. But they kind of mix ears, right? They kind of yeah. rotate ears. In fact, uh, it's I don't believe it's ever happened. I'm looking at this right now. At least pre division split. Mm. I mean, you've had teams obviously go back to back in in state championship. They beat games different and, teams, but they beat different teams. Um, yeah, I mean, like Judson '93. Judson played pl- or uh, yeah, that's the perfect example. Judson played Plano in '93, right? And the next year, Plano played Katie. Okay, then the next year, Judson played Permian. Uh-huh. You know, that's how it goes. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, it, you don't. It would be pretty rare. To uh, like see said, the, the Cedar Hill Katie trilogies is it for me. Mm-hmm. That was in Division Two. So, um, so f- yeah, for me, I just think that I, I think you're right that we obviously we put North Shore Duncanville on the cover, the secondary cover of the magazine, and we're fired up about those two teams. They start the year one and two in our ranking, deservedly so. And I think right now, if you were to ask me who's playing in the six A Division One state championship game, I would say it's going to be North Shore against Duncanville. But 6A, and especially 6A Division One is such a minefield. It's a six-week—I I, I tweeted this out, yes. It's a six-week death march. It is. You might get one one or two weeks where you're playing somebody you can completely overmatch. Mm-hmm. But most weeks, you're going to play somebody really, really good. Yeah. Um, Especially—and we'll talk about the region of doom in a minute, but, I mean, in the Houston area, Region region 3, Division One. I mean, North Shore's playoff road is is it's brutal. I mean, there insane. are there is there is no shortage of teams. That, like right now, right now, if I came to you and I said, "Hey, I'm from the future, and Atascosita beats North Shore," that wouldn't necessarily shock you. No, you know what I mean. 
It'd be an upset, but it'd be I an upset, be like, but it wouldn't be like whoa. Yeah, uh-uh. it wouldn't be like what happened when um, you know when Richardson Pierce beat Cedar uh, Hill. Beat Cedar Hill. Huh? That's not like a stunning upset. It would be like oh well, that's an upset, but you know it wouldn't necessarily blow your socks off. No, I think you're right. For me, mine is a tale of two divisions because six A Division One is is going to be just a, a a fireworks factor. It's going to yeah. be crazy. But once again. It's just kind of that question of who wants it in 6A Division 2. Because it's going to be there for the taking. Longview obviously starts the year as our favorite to win, uh, to go back-to-back. But Longview, I don't believe, has ever been back-to-back. Uh, they mm-hmm. don't know. These kids literally... How do they handle their grandkid, it? Their grandparents probably weren't alive the last time that Longview started the year with a target on their back. And you think about all offseason, those kids have been the toast of Longview. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've been loved on and told how awesome they were and had parades thrown for them and, and you know, probably gotten their meals paid for mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just everything. And now you got to turn around and guess what? I mean, Lufkin's going to be raring to go and ready to put it to you in week one. Yes, so. they will. And, and they're going to have they could everyone's... Be staring, on the road, they could be staring... Really and truly, it would not be surprising if they are staring 0-1, like, if they're 0-1 after one year. One yeah, wouldn't, I mean, they almost lost to Lufkin last year. Yeah. And they're, they have to go to A. Martin. So, um, I think I think Division Two doesn't have the firepower as Division One, but I think it's it's just as intriguing, just yeah. because of, of the unknown. In a different way. Yep. Um, so... Let's go to our uh, region of doom. And I think, once again, I split it up by divisions. I don't know if you did. Uh, I think it's kind I did. of... I have two. I listed two in case you took mine. Okay. What's your region of doom? Uh, well, my first... So, my division one, obviously, is region three. Uh, duh. I mean, <laughs> just look at what last year's North Shore's playoff run last year. After beating Doby, who's... Doby's going to be a lot better this Doby's year. Doby's going to be better. If they play Doby again this year, it's still a lot better team. For sure. Um, then they had Dickinson, who was unreal... They had Katie in the third round, then they beat Cypher in the fourth round, and then they beat Lake Travis in the fifth round. Right. I mean, just and then you throw in Atascacita out there in, in Region uh, Three Division One. You throw in Pearland, who was ten and zero and lost in the first round of the playoffs last year. Ridge Point, Fort Bend, Ridge Point. In our computer rankings, in our computer rankings of the what is that of the eleven teams, the top eleven teams in Region Three, all but. Two are projected to go to Division One. Yeah. Okay. Remember last year? I think every single district champion went to Division One. Yeah. In Region Three last year, mm-hmm. it was, that's how loaded. I mean, right. it, it was cool. loaded, and I don't see any reason why it won't be loaded again this year. Agreed. Uh, what about Division Two? Because I got one for Division Two. Uh, well, I'll just say it. It's Division. I think it's Region Two. Really? I think it's Region okay. Two. Okay. Um, obviously, uh, you have Longview, the defending state mm-hmm. champs. I still think Vandergriff's going to be there. Yeah. I think that the, I don't think they're falling off. I don't think Westfield's falling off. Uh, I, I would add in a team like Klein Collins, which I think has very, very, very high upside this year, uh, as well as a team like Temple, which is going to be a team itching to, to prove that last year was a fluke. And 6A is always tough because you just don't know. Like Westfield, I think in a scenario, could slide in Division One. Mm-hmm. I think Klein Collins could slide in Division One. It's always a little it's more. A little bit more fluid there. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's, it's that Region 2 is that weird combo of Eastern DFW, East Texas, Centex. North Austin and North Houston kind of all converging in one region, so you get a lot of intriguing early round playoff matchups. Yeah. For uh, me, yeah. I like Region One and Division Two. Mm. I think Region One and Division Two is a lot more intriguing this year because of the veteran experience that all these teams have. You know, let's we're, like we're not even talking about Tascosa and, and Haltom who played for the regional title That's last good. year. You've got Geyer, who's loaded. Mm-hmm. You got Arlington High, who should be loaded. And who felt like they let, they let one slip away last year? Mm-hmm. You have Cedar Hill, 
who should be really strong again this year. Hmm? You have Mansfield Lakeridge. You have Hebron. Yeah. I mean, that's – and then if Midland League goes Division Two, which is a possibility, that that makes the the western part of the bracket even tougher. So I think Region 1, Division Two is super intriguing. I think there's a lot of teams that could potentially – um, get out and win that region. All right, let's get to our sleepers. And this is, I think this is the, there are two categories I'm really excited about when we're doing these. We're going to do sleepers, we're going to do breakout players, we're going to do boom or bust, which I'm very excited about, and then we'll have our predictions. So who is your sleeper in Class 6A? And I know you've got pieces coming up on Texas football. Dude, hipster picks are coming out soon. But hipster picks. Who's oh, yeah. your sleeper? Uh, I like, I think Abilene is a real sleeper this mm-hmm. year. New coach, new attitude, um, a lot of experience coming back. Some good young talent coming. The key for Abilene is going to be, can they keep their quarterback healthy? The yes. last two years, they've just been decimated with injuries at quarterback. If they can keep their quarterback healthy, and they can p- possibly get that top seed in Division Two mm-hmm. in their district and host a first-round playoff game, then all of a sudden you have Abilene in the second round going west, mm-hmm. playing a winnable game against either an El Paso or a little Southwest Conference team. You could turn around and see Abilene in the third round of the playoffs. Yeah, you really could. So, I, I think that's an excellent pick. So I think they're one. And then I like, I think, keep an eye on Mesquite, the Skeeters. Mm-hmm. I think Jeff Fleener's building something over there. Yeah. And the only problem is they're in region, they're in Division One. Mm-hmm. They're probably not going to beat Rockwall in the first round. They're, not, they're probably not going to beat Rockwall in district, so they're probably going to have to go on the road in the first round. Mm-hmm. But I think they could go to Central Texas and give somebody like Waco Midway or Belton a real tough time. Keep an eye on the Skeeters. All right. This is a, this is a team that I've been banging the drum about for, for a little bit. And part of it is because there is that vacuum, I think, in um, in Region 3 in Division 2. Mm-hmm. Man, I think Houston straight Jesuit might make some moves this year. I am talented on offense. Man, they got Dylan Campbell back. I really like what this what this uh, this uh, Strake team has cooking. I think the defense has a chance to be pretty good. Denzel Blackwell and, and Christian Gordon. I think this team could be really really solid in a place that again take a look at there. Take a look at Division Two and and Westbrook. Yes, they made a run to a title game last year. But they lose a lot of like it's not that they lose the numbers that they lose, but it's where they lose them that I think I, mm-hmm. that has to be an area for some concern. Um, but then, I mean, if you get past them, our computer rankings, the next team they have is Strike. Yeah, the next team, and, and their their offense. I mean, Strike Strike can score points on just about anyone. Mm-hmm. If their defense is able to get some stops, I I think. Yeah, I think they could. They can I think their defense about anyone in, in, in division. And two. I think I think Clay Kubiak and company feel like their defense is going to be better. So uh, that's my sleeper. Who's your breakout player at six A? I picked this. Well, by the way, to, to to preface, this is a guy that we feel like people are going to know his name by the end of the year. That's just that's the, the overall basis for it. Maybe they don't know it now, but everyone will or know on his a name statewide level. Yes, right? on a statewide yeah. level. Um, I picked um, sophomore running back Charles Garrett at Klein Oak. Ooh. Jason Glenn calls him a beast. Mm-hmm. He ran for 800 yards as a freshman in Class 6A. Hey now, in that district, right? Which is you know features Klein ISD and I believe Conroe ISD. So we're talking about the Woodlands people like that in mm-hmm. that district. Charles Garrett, Klein Oak running back. He's going to be the guy full time this year. I expect him to put up big numbers. Uh, I think that that's uh, that's a good one. I'm going to go a little bit a little bit off the board. I'm going to go to El Paso. People are going to know the name Danny Walter, the, the quarterback at El Paso Franklin. Um, this is a guy who was a, a returning all-district starter. He threw for 2,300 yards last year, um, takes care of the football. 
Um, him, if you also want another kid out west, but this is guy that prospect hounds already know, but that Loic Fuanji, the, oh, um, yeah. the, the wide receiver at Midland Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know his name now, you will know his name by the end of the year. Yes. But I, I thought that that was maybe a little bit too obvious. So I'm going to go yeah. with uh, Danny Walter, the, the quarterback at El Paso Franklin, as my pick to click for a, um, for a breakout player. Who's your boom or bust team? All right. My, my boom or bust team is Midland Lee. Oh. And here's why. Mm-hmm. Midland Lee is in Division One. I, I think, bust. No. I don't know the Division One bracket. You know, they – They'll, will they get out of the first round? Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know if, if what, right. what they have coming back. I don't think they, I think they, if they made the if they just lost in the area playoffs, I think that would be a disappointment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I need to go to Division One. I see bust. If they slide into Division Two, which they need two of the three out of Permian, Odessa High, and Midland High to make the playoffs. If they go Division Two, like they did last year, I think they can win Region One. They're they're one of the teams yeah. that can win the region. So that's and how fun would a Midland lead Longview State semifinal be? That would be fun. Um, uh, you think you think a couple of people would come to that game? A few, there'd be a few. So that's so I think Midland Lee's boomer bust is really dependent on what what bracket they go in right. during the playoffs. So there's two for me, and I'm sticking in Region One as well. Okay, I think there's an obvious one that we've talked about at length, and that's Denton Geyer. Denton Geyer is a team that. From a talent perspective, and and from I mean the guys, the, from hearing what we were hearing around the program, there are people who feel like this is the year Geyer. Last year, six and six, obviously not up to their standards. That is a long way from what they're going to be this year. That they're going to be a lot better this year. That's obvious. I think Desoto is my boomer bust. New coach, newish coach, a newish coach in Claude Mathis. They have a lot. They're going to be reliant on a lot of youngsters. They're going to be reliant on a lot of guys who are sophomores and juniors to carry the load for this team. We know what can happen at DeSoto, right? In the sense that when things come together and those youngsters step up, it's special. Like, mm-hmm. they've got some of the best talent in the, in the country. Absolutely. But we also know that, look, the bottom line is that, that DeSoto has, has, you know, had a tendency recently to underachieve. A coaching change, even if it's a guy that everybody knows, is never easy. And so I think that that's the kind of thing, even in, in something like Division One, right, where eventually they are going to have to run into a team like Duncan, yeah. right? And that's the, that's the big thing is when, when now that Ma- – the, the big thing is different in that part of the area that when Mathis was there before, when he's there now, mm-hmm. is he's got the 800-pound gorilla in Duncanville Correct. just down the road. Mm-hmm. When, when Mathis was there the first time, DeSoto was the bully on the mm-hmm. block. DeSoto was running things. And by the right way, now Duncanville's running things. Well, and by the way, remember who DeSoto lost to last year? Lost to South Lake Carroll. Yeah. And South Lake Carroll ain't going away. Mm-mm. They're going to be pretty darn good, too. They have a lot of boomer bust potential, I think, as well. Lost to South Lake Carroll the last two years. Yes. So, um, boom, they, DeSoto's fascinating to me. They are a team that it would not surprise me to see them playing in the state semifinal and, and like, upsetting, catching Duncanville at the right moment and, and upsetting them. Uh, it would also not surprise me if, if it just didn't click this year. Yeah. Finally, our predictions. What are your state championship predictions? Division one, just to be different, I went in Duncanville over North Shore. Okay. I think Samples and company I think I think I think Duncanville wins state and Samples retires. We'll hear about Samples retiring in January. I went North Shore over Duncanville, so we're we're very yeah. chalky there, yeah. I would say. We're very chalky. We really went out on a limb, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, exactly. Uh in division two, I'm p- taking Longview to win the state title, but I've got a little bit of a mystery guest in the state title game. 
Oh, did you do what I think you did? I took Longview over Katie Tompkins. How about that? Yeah. Katie Tompkins, if you look last year, they're going to be good, man. Took Westbrook to the limit. They, mm-hmm. they jumped out on Westbrook quick, and Westbrook came, and that, that was the game that kind of propelled Westbrook to their run. Tompkins has a ton. I mean, Jalen Milrow, quarterback's committed to Texas. Mm-hmm. So they, they've got the dudes, they've got the talent. They're senior heavy this year, and, they, and they've got playoff experience having went to the third round last year. That's a good one. I think Tompkins. Gets the title game and loses in Longview. I got Longview making a title game. But I think they're losing to Westlake. I think this is the year Westlake puts it together. It's a team we haven't mentioned yet. The they they need a quarterback. I know that's something that they are they are looking for. It sounds like they 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 feel pretty good about a couple guys on on on. The they were playing three guys. When I talked yeah. to Todd Dodge at State Seven on Seven, they're rotating three guys in. If they find a quarterback. They're going to cook. That defense should be pretty good, and that receiver core with Mason Mangum and company is really, really good. I will say, Region 4 in Division 2 mm-hmm. is probably going to be as good as it's been in a while. Because I think Steele is mm-hmm. going to be... Trending up. They're, they're trend- Steele's got some crazy offensive talent. Mm-hmm. And then I think this is going to be Brandeis' best year. Yeah. So I think between Steele and Brandeis, I think there's a little bit more... I don't think Westlake is going to just walk through Region 4 like they have the past couple of years. I think I agree with that. Okay. So, that's 6A. There we go. One. Check. We got it done. Okay. We've only been recording for, oh my God, it's 25 minutes. I'm okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> 5A Division I hope you people are enjoying this. 5A Division One. We're 5A Division One. bodies for you. My headline for 5A Division One is, does star power win? We've, we've mentioned this before, but Highland Park is going to have something that, in a lot of ways, they haven't had the past couple of years when they've won state championships, which is they're going to have bona fide superstars on both sides yes. of the ball. Okay, mm-hmm. They're going to have a quarterback that everyone is interested in, in Chandler Morris, Okay, guy who led them to a title game title last year, who was fa- fanta- uh, fantastic all year long. And I understand, I know that John Stephen Jones exists. Okay, You yes. don't need to save your tweets. I know he exists. But I also feel like Chandler Morris has been, was maybe a more... He was certainly a more hyped product coming in than John Stephen Jones. Yes, was. a lot of the buzz around John Stephen Jones was what his last name was. Yeah, it wasn't about his about his play. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, they're going to have that. They're also going to have Prince Dorba on the yeah. defensive end side, and he is a monster. He's yes. one of the very best defenders in the state. Um, so they're going to they're going to be different in that same way. But how do the pieces kind of fall into place? Because the thing is, if you look, and this is something that they're not going to be used to, but. Because they're used to being more, you know, greater than the sum of their parts type team. Now you start looking at it, and the flip, the, the script's kind of flipped. Because you start to look at the other teams we have ranked that are going to be their chief competitors, and you start saying, oh, these teams are a lot more like those other, those old Island Park teams where it's like, not necessarily those super duper stars who grab the headlines, but Denton Ryan has got playmakers, obviously, but they're a lot more sum of their parts type team. Richmond Foster, certainly that same one. Foster, for sure. Um, Frisco Lone Star, I would say. Uh, Al- Alvin Shadow Creek, a, a team that, that, that we were, we've been uh, excited about. Uh, Lufkin, John Tyler, mm-hmm. uh, Wagner. Uh, those teams are a lot more like the, the Highland Park teams we've seen. And so my question is, if the script does get flipped, and we're talking about a Highland Park team that is more, not more reliant, but whose identity is more uh, ingrained in the stars... What happens when they do go up against what they're used to being? I, I'm super fascinated with that. That's, that's definitely the story with Highland Park is, mm-hmm. is the start. Because it's not like Highland Park to have all that. 
they may have they've had one star like when they had Matthew Stafford. Yes, they had the one star, but mm-hmm. they've got two on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. So, for me, my headline was a storm on the horizon in Houston, mm. and that's that's Shadow Creek and Foster. Mm-hmm. They played twice last year, <clears throat> both games. Foster jumped out to an early lead. Both games, Shadow Creek found a way to win in the fourth quarter. This talking to Sean McDowell, this is Foster's best team they're, they're ever going to have. They, mm-hmm. They've had. He's really excited about this team. But you know, is Shadow Creek in their head a little bit? Yeah. You know, I mean, we get we get you know they've look Shadow Creek. Shadow Creek came in with a lot of hype and they lived up to it. Yeah. Um, and that's a credit to credit to Coach Butler and and, and those kids. And they're going to be they're they're just as talented this yes. year. I mean, they're going to be. They don't have the, the, the dynamic quarterback in Jamarian George, but the quarterback they have is probably a better overall prospect for sure, um, just from a, a frame standpoint. So for me, you know, the, the 10-5A Division I is the toughest district in the state and 5A Division One without question. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that battle I mean, between – I mean, dude, add in Angleton. I mean, you yeah, add in Angleton, I mean, Angleton Friendswood, team, Angleton is Fort Bend Hightower. really high hopes yeah. for. That's a loaded, loaded region. But I, I just wonder if we're looking at a, a – a, Doubleheader, you know, two you know, a, a two part series mm-hmm. between Shadow Creek and Foster again in 2019. Who's your region of doom? Region two. Mm-hmm. That's um, why I have two. You know, obviously Highland Park. You got John Tyler. Even though they have questions, they sh- you know they got John Tyler. I think East Texas is going to be really good in five A this year. And you got L- Lufkin. Mm-hmm. You've got College Station. You've got Frisco Lone Star. You've got Lancaster. Thank you for mentioning Lancaster. Um, you've got. Mansfield Timberview, College who is Station. going to be loaded. Mansfield Timberview, you know, I talked to Chris Gilbert, and he's like, no one's talking about Timberview, and they're going to be Dang, really, would you say that? really good. We're about to do the sleepers thing. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Well, it's okay. They're going to be really good. There's a preview. Uh, and and you know, another thing no one, ta- no one talks about that's really talented is the colony. Yes. They're, like, Region 2 is really, really deep. and re- Mesquite Poteet. Yes. I mean, it's, you can just n- rattle off the teams. It's going to be... It's going to be a, uh, a, a that's going to be a war in yeah. that region. Region two is, is is certainly, in my opinion, in five division one, the region of doom. All right, our sleepers. You kind of ruined it for me, but mine's Mansfield Timberview. Um, I think you're exactly right. I think this. I think people don't realize how good this team was at the end of last year and how young they were. Get to the third round of the playoffs last year. They're going to run the hell out of the ball yeah. with Stacy Sneed and Monte Dawson. And they got the other kid who moved in. They have the two kids transferred from Bishop Dunn. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the running back's name, but he's he's a Division One. Yeah, him and his brother. They, it's two of them, uh, two brothers. One's a running back, one's a safety. Both of them are Division One kids, um, and they live like on a block away from Timberview and transferred back to Timberview. The other thing for me, they may not have enough footballs to go around. I think that defense is going to be legit. Jalen Kimber, Rom Stevenson. Terrell Tillman, Adam Cash, I think this team has a chance to be special and a team that uh, I think people look at the record from last year and go, oh, well, they just went 7-6. and six. Um, That is a team that was so much better at the end of last year than they were at the beginning and I think has a chance to be really special. That's my sleeper in 5A Division One. Who's your sleeper? Oh, I, was, I was looking up the names of those two transfers mm-hmm. from Bishop Dunn. Uh, Jaden Hullaby who is yeah. a uh, three-star recruit and committed to Texas. <laughs> so they, <laughs> Okay. And then he's got a, a little brother um, in uh, Landon Hullaby, uh, who's a safety, who will be a sophomore, has 14 Division One offers, including Oklahoma State, TCU, Texas Tech, and USC. Mm-hmm. D- just adding to what Timberview already has coming back. Yes. So, yeah, I would say. Good call there. Mm-hmm. My sleep, I have two. Uh, the first one is Amarillo High. 
Ah, the I standings. think in year two, Chad Dunham. Mm-hmm. Was it Aaron Dunham? I get him mixed up. Uh, Chad Dunham's at Dumas. Aaron Dunham. Yeah. The Dunhams. Aaron Dunham, the head coach at Amarillo. Wait, um, hold on. Let me double check. Double check. I think it may be Chad at Amarillo and Aaron at You're Dunham's. listening to live coverage of us checking out the Dumas, the Dunhams. Chad Dunham is the coach at Amarillo. Yeah. My bad. Aaron's at, at Dumas. Dumas. Chad Dunham's in his second year. Mm. They went from the Wayne T to the spread. So mm-hmm. they, they went through some growing pains last year. They got a receiver, Davin Lemons. Really, really good. They've got a lot back. They've got, I think, some confidence. I think the Sandys are going to be a team to watch. I know Lubbock Coronado, Lubbock Monterey, Abilene Cooper, all very, very strong. Keep an eye on the Sandys this year. All right. I, Another I like one yeah. is who, this team should be Division Two. They got opted up to Division One. Corpus Christi Miller. Whoa. They've got like 10 back on offense and 8 on defense from a 7-3 and three team that Jeez. missed the playoffs last year. Really, really, they have, a, they have a, uh, Andrew Body and Ralph Rodriguez, the QB receiver combo. Really, really strong. Region four, you can make some. I mean, we saw it last year with mm-hmm. Mission Vets. You can, you know, teams can come out of nowhere and make a run. Keep an eye on the Corpus Christi Miller Buccaneers. All right, that's your sleeper. Your breakout right player. Who's the, who's going to be the household name at the end of the year? In five I, went, years I, went, I went to El Paso like you did. Oh, uh, Eastwood quarterback Christian Castaneda. Good call. He put up huge numbers last year and. and with a year under his belt, he could he could have. I mean, we're talking 50, 60 touchdown passes this All year. Right. He's he's that good. Give me San Antonio Harlan quarterback Cannon Williams. Okay, this kid was a freshman last year. Harlan Hawks. I um, saw him play last year. They, uh, he's talented. He threw for almost seventeen hundred yards. Ran for five twenty. Uh, he was the newcomer of the year. They made the playoffs in the first did. year's varsity program. I think that's a team that's on the rise. They're super. They're super duper young. They have ten starters back. I think Cannon Williams is going to light it up uh, for San Antonio Harlan. I think he's going to be a name that we're going to know at the end of the year. All right, Boomer Bust. Um, I I have real and this this is a team that has that has had Boomer Bust like written all over it for me for uh, a minute, and it's Azel. Okay. Okay. I think Azel has a chance. That if things break right, I think that they could really make a run. A 10-win team from a year ago, mm-hmm. they have the quarterback, right? They have Dre Owen back. They have a good linebacker core led by Ricky Furman and J- uh, Jacob Edwards, okay? They have the offensive line. It's going to be about all those little things, yeah. all filling in the gaps. And, and, and because you take a look at Region 1, and look, yes, Denton Ryan looms, okay, and but but you know Birdville is going to have some some key pieces to replace. Lubbock Coronado, some key pieces to replace. Azel has a chance to make a run here. They do, and they come out of they they should be the favorite in their in their district. Yeah, get that one seed, mm-hmm. set things up. I think they've got a chance to make some make a run, but it's going to be about all those little things that fill that fill in the gaps. You want to hear a funny story about Azel? I do. I went to two Azel games last year. Weird flex, but okay. In the games that I attended, mm-hmm. they were 0-2. Uh-oh. The games I didn't attend, they were 10-0. <laughs> they lost their season opener to Grapevine. It's you. And then they lost in the area playoffs to Lubbock Coronado in that mm-hmm. crazy... Yes. Where the guy caught the touchdown pass laying on his back yes. in the end zone. Yes. Which I think I still have video of that on my phone. So, uh, Devin Doris, I, will not, I do not have any plans to attend any Azel games this year, so yeah. I expect you guys... To be fifteen and zero and playing at the stadium, <laughs> and, and then lose. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then lose because I show up. Oh, hey, coach. Sorry, <laughs> I had gonna, to come to this game. They're gonna bar you from the building. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, who's your uh, Who's your uh, boomer bust? Lancaster. Yeah. I mean, they they've got the talent. They've got the guys to get it done. It's just a matter of will 
can they put it all together and can they make make that run in, in region two yeah. which is incredibly difficult all right what's your title prediction <sighs> went out on a little bit of limb I'm going to go Richmond Foster over Highland Park. Wow. I think McDowell and the Falcons get it done. I'm going to go Foster over Highland Park. We'll see if I'm right, but that's that's my guess. I've got it flipped. I've got Highland Park okay. over Foster. Um, I am I am done. I am done picking against Randy Allen. I'm done. Forever. I'm yeah. done. I'm just done. And you know what? There are going to be times when, I'm, when that backfires on me, and that's okay. But Because you, you know what? I'm going to be right more often than I'm wrong. You, true. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you are correct there. All right. That's 5A Division One. To 5A Division Two, we go. Um, I'm interested in, in your headline for 5A Division Two. My headline is, does Danaher get over the hump? Mm. I think this might be Cal Allen's best team mm-hmm. that he's ever had there. Mm-hmm. And they, if they play Alito in the state title game, I don't think they'll be in awe of the Alito mystique because of how tough they played them two years ago. Yeah. And Alito, we'll talk about Alito, I'm sure. They I are, bet we will. They are extremely loaded at the skill spots. They're my sleeper. But, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> extremely loaded at the skill spots, but they've got questions up front on both yeah, sides of the ball. For sure. And Cal Allen, this is going to be their deepest and best team in the trenches they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So... If that matchup does happen, which I'm not saying it will, because Cal Allen's got some tough games to win, um, but this could be maybe Dan, this could be Danaher's best shot to get a state title. My my headline is if they slip, and that's with regards to Alito, because Alito, in my opinion, only, it's only fair that they start the year the favorite to win the title. Yeah, they have to. Eight state titles are going for a record ninth title. Going for a record ninth title, and what they bring back, especially as you mentioned, the skill positions. Uh, you know, Jason McClellan gets a lot of ink spilled about him, but but Bishop, Jake Bishop, this is mm. Jake Bishop. The third Bishop. He has grown so much as a he quarterback. Did. I mean, you think about that quarterback we saw in that title game against College Station where he was deer in headlights. Yeah. And last year, compared to that, against a team, by the way, that was faster and arguably more athletic than mm-hmm. College Station. Absolutely. And he cools a cucumber. Mm-hmm. He has grown so much, and that they've got a... a, a, a Bonafide number one receiver in JoJo Earl, right? Oh, and their number two receiver is only committed to Utah. Right. <laughs> you know, okay. no big deal. They're right? loaded there. But, again, go back and, and, and ask anyone on, around that Alito program, what was the strength of your team last year? I don't think they're going to say McClellan. I don't think they're going to say any of the skill position guys. What they're going to say is they had an offensive line that just beat the snot out of yeah. people for 40 years. Unbelievable. Minutes. Unbelievable. It was a college offensive line. the defensive line was almost And the defensive line, defensive front. But, Almost all of that is wiped. Yes. So if they slip, I think there's about seven teams that can jump up and grab it and can grab that can grab that brass ring. Mm. But Alito's got to slip. It starts with them. It has to start with them. But if they slip, suddenly it's 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 game on in five A Division two. Okay, Region of Doom for me is uh, is Region three. Yep. Same for me. Uh, I think that when you look up and down be- between Fort Bend, Marshall, Marshall, Huntsville, Manville, and Consolidated, I think people are sleeping on Port Natchez Groves because they don't have a quarterback named Rashawn Johnson, but they're going to be really good. I would lump in a team like Nederland. I think a team like Lamar Consolidated has a chance to yeah. be really, really yeah. good. I don't think people are talking about a Consolidated. Even though they won State 7-on-7, seven seven, I don't know if people are talking about them enough. Third um, year under Fedora? Yeah, year three under okay. Fedora. And they're... A&M Consolidated at the skill spots is as good as anyone. Yes. 
with uh, the Price Kid and the, the Darby Kid. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're loaded. They're they absolutely. Time, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a shot time. to beat anybody in that region. And that and right now, Computer has them as the fifth best team in that region. Yeah. That's how deep Region Three is. Who is your sleeper in Five Division Two? <clears throat> and I got two. I picked two again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going in Region Four. Mission Pioneer. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best team in the Valley. You know, in the sub five A ranks, mm-hmm. sub six A ranks. Um, we saw them at seven on seven. They had that unfortunate fight, but they match up skill wise with a lot of teams in Region Four. I think they're a team that could that could. You know, you look at Pioneer last year. They lost to Calhoun by one point in the first round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and Calhoun went to the fourth round. Mm-hmm. This is a Pioneer team that could easily wind up in the third or fourth in the fourth round and playing yeah. playing Cal Allen in a regional final. That which would be bonkers. That would be awesome. Um, my other one, keep an eye on Denton Braswell. Mm-hmm. Not to make a deep playoff run, but maybe to sneak in and get over that hump and get into yeah. the playoffs this year. So I've got two. One, uh, and this is not that. Uh, so we have a look at because we asked the coaches and the rankings and the, uh, to say, hey, we also want you to to say who the best teams are. And a team that got mentioned a lot is Fort Bend Willowridge. Willowridge has got some dudes, guys. Willowridge is now they've got a defense that is going to need to replace a lot, but the offensive skill talent there is out of control. It's really really good. But the one that I initially wrote down, and I feel like this is the kind of thing that you're going to go, uh huh, and nod at me. Red Oak, yeah, okay. Second year under Chris Ross, he's got say he knows how to do he knows how to to to, to get his kids going, and this feels like the kind of roster. It's got eight starters back on both sides of the ball. They're nine and two last year. Mm-hmm. And this feels like a Chris Ross roster in the sense that this is they are really good at all the unsexy positions. They're oh, yeah. really good up front. They're really good in the front seven. They're really good at corner, right? They're really good. Like Kavars Hall is just a lockdown corner. Like they're really good at all those unsexy, don't get the headline positions. That's what Chris Ross did at Cedar Park. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what he's building at Red Oak. I feel like they could. And again, they 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 are in region two, which means at some point they're going to have to go through Alito, Reedy, a team we hasn't, haven't mentioned once yet, but mm-hmm. Reedy's going to be really really good. Uh, but Ennis, you know who knows about them? Burleson Centennial, South Oak Cliff. But I, I think Red Oak has the chance that if those skill position guys can slide in there and that offense can come along, I think they've got a chance to make some noise. They would they would not see Alito until I believe as long as they finish in the top two. Mm-hmm. I don't believe they'd see Alito until the third or fourth rank. I think he's so. got a chance to make some big-time noise. All right. Uh, my breakout player. And this is a guy that gained a lot of fans as the playoffs went on, but Wichita Falls writer, quarterback Jacob Rodriguez, is about to be a name that everybody's going to be talking about. Yeah, he's, I think, he's really good. I think he's coming in now the secret's out. And people are like, oh, me in seven on seven. we're going to pay attention to this, this quarterback at Wichita Falls right. I want to say he's got an offer from Kansas State. Um, he's like the perfect Kansas Oh, my State gosh, yes. Well, he's like the perfect Bill Snyder quarterback. Yeah. Weird. Uh, yes. Jacob Rodriguez, if you don't know about him, the quarterback at Wichita Falls Rider, uh, you are already missing out. But you certainly need to hop on the bandwagon right now because people are going to be talking about him deep, deep, deep into the season. I'm going to stay in that district mm. with my breakout player. Isaiah Johnson from Lubbock Cooper. Yeah. The UNT commit. Mm-hmm. He missed the first four games last year um, until he got his eligibility all worked out. Um, I think he's due for a big year for the Lubbock Cooper Pirates. I he's, like him. He's one of the more, most least talked about FBS running back recruits in the state, and I think he's due for a huge year. All right. Who's your boomer bust in 5A Division Two? 
I went with South Oak Cliff. Mm. I think if they're going to get it done, you know, they they want that the Alito allure is not there with South Oak Cliff. They played Alito tough last care. year, and they will not be intimidated by Alito in the, in the least. I think we're looking at a possible third round showdown with those two again, and and I, I and South Oak Cliff could get it done. But at the same token, I could see something one bad thing happening at South Oak Cliff, maybe. Uh, losing to Red Oak in district play, and not even mm-hmm. getting, not even winning their district. So um, South Oak Cliff to me is boomer bust. I could easily see him winning Region Two, and I could easily see him losing in the second round of the playoffs. Mine going to Region Four, Kerrville Tyvee. Okay, David Jones. There ain't nobody in the world like David Jones at Kerrville Tyvee. Nobody coaches like he does, and they're going to roll out a two quarterback system. Okay. Trapper, Trapper, Pinnell, yes, and and Cole Myers. Yeah, they're rolling out a two quarterback system, and they're doing it because both are amazing quarterbacks. They're great. They score points in bunches. They do. And they've got great receivers: Brooks McCoy, Colton, uh, Colton Drake. If the defense comes along for the ride, and they do have nine starters back Should on be defense, better. if the defense comes along for the ride, there ain't a region you want to be in besides Region Four. Mm-hmm. It's basically Cal Allen, who you yeah. would see in a regional final. Maybe? Mm, yeah, right? I think so. Um, I believe that's correct. Yeah, uh, yeah quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where they'd see them. They, saw Cal- they lost to Calhoun in the third round last year. So there's that. So basically it's one one game, right? If, if, you know, Presumably. If they put it all together and if this quarterback system works, we are talking about, I'm not kidding, a team that I think can win a state championship. Yeah. But... Which Tyvee didn't when Manziel was there? They they, no. they got to the semis. They mm-hmm. lost to Brenham, I think, mm-hmm. was as far as they ever got. But it could also all fall apart because two court. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks in defense and defense. They could. They There's, could. The defense is what what cut their legs out from underneath them. I mean, basically since time immemorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the defense figures it out, they're a legit state championship contender. Yeah. And if they don't, or if the quarterback system doesn't work out, the first or second, then round. they're gonna, then they're bounced. Exactly. Yeah. They are they are huge screaming boomer bust for me. Uh, who's your boomer bust? Okay, South Oak Cliff. Oh, South Oak Cliff. Okay. Uh, finally, my prediction. Uh, I've got Alito over Cal Allen. I think it's a repeat of the 2016 state championship game. Um, I think that I think that in the end, you get a rematch. I think it's, I think it's the same kind of game, where it's a slugfest. I think Dan Hurd drags Alito into their game. But when at the end of the day, sometimes it's about the Jimmys and the Joes. Yeah. And there is more. There is there are more big time talented football players on the Alito side than there are on the Cal Allen side. That's awesome. not a knock on Cal Allen. There's there are few teams that can match up with Alito. I'll go on record here. I'm supposed to be unbiased media. Yep. If Cal Allen plays Alito in the state title game, I'm rooting for Cal Allen. Okay, just to see Danaher to finally see him mm-hmm. do it. I, I don't think you're going to be alone. I don't think you're going to be alone. I think there are going to be a lot of people who, and especially. Um, that storyline going into it's going to be so pick. so. Oh, he's going to be the big time sentimental pick. Yeah, and especially going in where it's like Alito is in many ways the New York Yankees. You know what I mean? Like they're the, for sure they're they're the dominant force in Texas Allen's high school football. Nineteen sixty Pittsburgh Pirates. Exactly <laughs> right. Real, real yeah. old analogy there. Right. So, um, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to go Alito over Huntsville. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't talked much about Huntsville, but man, they're enough. Gonna be, they're going to be really good. Matthew Southern's back at quarterback. They they lose the, the sweat kid who went mm-hmm. to Texas, but I still think Huntsville's going to be really good defensively. Talking to talking to folks around the Hornets program, they, th- they think this team is going to be better than last year's team. So, but yeah, um, I'm going with a. Uh, by the way, by the way, Alito or Huntsville? 
you could also put Marshall in there too. Which Marshall? Both. Either. Oh, yeah. Either. Yeah. I think if you want to tell me four pin Marshall's getting back, yeah. sure. They got Devon Chan back. They've got um they've got uh the, the quarterback and Malik Hornsby, Hornsby back. Yeah. I mean they got those dudes back. They're gonna be they're gonna be fired up. They know they can do it, right? They've done it before. And Marshall. And Marshall yeah. is loaded. Marshall is loaded, and I know that people are gonna say, Oh, it's a coaching change. From what I understand, the Jake Greedel move to the big chair has been as smooth as it could possibly be. So I'm really, I think Five A Division Two, Five A Division Two has a chance to be super interesting or not interesting at all. Yeah, like it's going to be weird. You know, mm-hmm. it's either going to be like last year where it, it's it, the boomer bust division. Exactly. Either it's Alito and it's it's a no contest, or again, if they slip, suddenly it gets wide open, oh, yeah. And crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're really into it. Right. Okay. Four A Division One now. Going to Four A Division One. Um, my headline is uh, a a heavyweight slugfest uh, because look, this is with all due respect to the teams in Division Two. I think if you, uh, for example, if you took five A Division One and five A Division Two and you combined them, I think there would actually be a pretty even mix. If you were to rank the top ten, there'd be a pretty even mix oh, of yeah, which think, teams are the best. I think Alito, Fort Bend, Marshall, Marshall, yeah. all compete, all be in Huntsville. There. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. I think they'd be in that mix. Cal Allen, things like that. Four Division One is, in my opinion, such the land of giants in Four A that you look at that top ten and it is just heavyweight, 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 and not just because they're going to be really good in twenty nineteen, but because they've always been good. Yeah. Okay. Same, it's the same teams. Our top here's the top ten in Dave Campbell's Texas football: La Vega, defending champs; Carthage, one of the winningest programs in state history; Argyle, who has no stranger there; Liberty Hill, who played for a title last year; Middle Ohio Heritage, one of the best up-and-coming young programs in the state. Sealy, who has a ton of pedigree. Paris is a team that, that cannot be trifled with. Henderson has plenty of pedigree. And then you've got a couple of relative newcomers in Lampasas and Decatur. Mm-hmm. Those are heavy, 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 heavy hitters that is not counting teams like Salina, not yeah. counting teams like Stephenville, okay? There are, and, and it's going to be, we're going to get about three rounds deep in the playoffs. And you're going to start looking at that bracket, and you're going to go, "Oh my gosh, it's these are matchup after heavyweight." Yes, these are bona fide title caliber games. Oh yeah, starting the third round, and that's what's so interesting to me about four A Division One. So for me, I have headline of, "Are we on a collision course?" Kind of same thing in five A Division One. I feel like we are, we are just hurtling at full speed towards a La Vega-Carthage matchup in AT&T Stadium. Mm-hmm. And these two teams have played twice in recent memory. Uh, La Vega beat Carthage in 2015 in the state semifinals. Beat them bad, too, by mm-hmm. the way, when La Vega was en route to that first state title um, over Argyle. Yeah. yeah. And then in 2017, Keontae Ingram, uh, Carthage got jumped out to a big lead on La Vega and had to hang on for dear life. Yes, they did. To uh, win that game in 2017. And that was uh, Willie Williams' last game as a head coach mm-hmm. uh, when Carthage knocked off La Vega. Um, and like I said, Keontae Ingram kind of had to put it, put the cape on late in the game to will Carthage to that win. Now I think we're hurtling towards those two teams playing again with the caveat that Carthage finds a quarterback. Yeah. That's the big question. Carthage mm-hmm. is loaded everywhere else. they got to find a quarterback. That's not an issue at La Vega because they have two of them. Gunner Caps ended up somewhere, right? 
Tarleton, somewhere like that. I, yeah. t- I talked to him at the Ford Player of the Year banquet, and he told me, and I have slept since then. So sorry, Gunner. Um, yeah, they need a quarterback. But I think you're right that, that there's a po- very fair possibility that we're on a collision course. Uh, what's your region of doom in Ford Division One? Region two. Uh, yeah, I've got the same. I mean, La Vega, <laughs> Argyle, yeah. Paris, Salina, Stephenville, Salina, China Spring, Kennedy, Brownwood, Kennedale. Yeah. I mean, it's Melissa. Do, do I hear Melissa? Do I hear the Hutch? Yeah, you well, know what I, I mean. Just took Salina to the ropes yeah. last year, so uh, Region Two for sure is 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 a lot of fun. Um, La Vega is still a favorite, but there are minefields aplenty. Yes. Uh, my sleeper, and maybe I hope I'm not stealing one for you from you. I, I really got help. two. Okay, good. Then I don't feel that bad. Do I hear any love for the LaFerry Alliance? That's one, that was one wow! of my sleepers. Yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. it happened. Um, I think Oscar Salinas is a woefully underrated coach. I think he is. Uh, they went three deep last year. I think he is a terrific, terrific coach, and he's got a, a team that is ready for prime time. They are experienced. They mm-hmm. have a lot back. They and, were eleven and two last year, I believe. And there are no real like glaring holes on this team. No. They got the quarterback, right? Dorian Hernandez is back. They feel pretty good about this offensive line led by Jose Lugo. The defense should be pretty darn solid. Everything kind of points to them having a chance to make a real deep run. And by the way, go look at Region 4. It's it's Liberty Hill still kind of the favorite, but if you're going to get them. But they lost so much. This is the year to get them. And, and again, it's a kind of like Alito, right? On a smaller scale, but it's like that. If some If they stumble... There, you know, there are a number of teams that can go out there and nip them, and Laferia is right on that list. Yeah. I think they've got a great shot to it. So that's uh, that's my sleeper. Who is your other sleeper besides Laferia? Um, I don't know how I don't know how much they qualify as a sleeper, but Dumas. Mm. You know, I think I don't think people are talking about him enough, and I think it's because they lost in the first round of the playoffs to Decatur last year. Mm-hmm. You know, they kind of hit Decatur early. You know, Decatur hit them early on when they got hot, and can't, we kind of forgot about the demons a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think they're running seven on seven, and what they have coming back. Um, a lot of folks in the Panhandle are super excited about the Demons, so um, I think Dumas is a team to keep an eye on. I like it. Um, who is your breakout player in four Division One? Paris running back linebacker Zacchaeus Jackson oh. ran for a thousand yards last year and topped a hundred tackles, but he really didn't get. I think because Paris spreads the ball around so much, I don't. I think he's a guy who is going is due to just absolutely blow up this year. He's a grown ass man. Yes, he, he's. <laughs> He's a 5'11", 200-pound fullback who runs angry and plays linebacker with, with a chip on his shoulder. He is, he's, he's, you know, he's a sophomore last year, and I think they kind of eased him into things. He's, they're going to unleash him this year. This is a, a guy in a district that I think gets overlooked too much, especially in Region 3. But Huffman Hargrave running back A.J. San Miguel I think could be in for a big breakout year. 1,600-yard rusher a year ago. I think he's going to get the ball a little bit more. And I think they are going to challenge Splendora for that district title. I think they're going to be better. I know, but I think they're going to challenge him for that district title. I think Splendora is the – but I think if if you talk to Scholes, he'd tell you, yeah, we've got to stop that kid. A.J. San Miguel is a a star at Huffman Hargrave, and I think that he's going to make uh, some some people very, very, uh, very very upset that they didn't game. Can I throw out one more sleeper in that district just real quick? We're on breakout players. Keep an eye on a team – Keep an eye on Livingston. And you're mm-hmm. like, they've lost like 17 games in a row. Yeah. But I've talked about Livingston, and they're going to be a hipster pick. Talk to Colt Schultz about them. He says, don't be surprised they make the playoffs yeah. this year. They're not going to win a state title, but to go from losing 17 in a row to get into the playoffs, I think could be big. Keep an eye on Livingston as a deep, deep sleeper. All right. Um, my boomer bust, 
I'm going back to Region 4. Just a lot of Region 4. Oh, I think you're going to take my Boomer Bust again. I think you're going to take it. Am I? I think so. My, my, mine's a Region 4 team, too. Is it a team that has 10 starters back on offense? No. Okay, mine's West Columbia. Okay. I think the Roughnecks have. A, I think the Roughnecks have a chance to make some some big time noise. This is a team that um, they missed the playoff last year. They did. They they got caught in that weird uh, weird three way yeah. tie. They uh, they missed the playoff last year at six and four. And there's a lot pointing to them having a really big year. Okay, they have 19 starters. Yeah, they're back. loaded. They're absolutely loaded for Bear. Uh, and you know when you add in a guy, you know, and, and Brent Maschek, who who's been around been around the block, a guy who yes. who who knows his way around a football program. They bring back the quarterback in Cameron Ward. They bring back the the running back linebacker in Luke Arias. This is a team that that I think, and in a Region Four that, as we've mentioned, is could be there for the taking. They could make it all go, you know, click. But this is a team that I think, if you talk with that pro, talk to people around that program, those young guys have got to grow up. They, gotta, they don't have the playoff experience. No. I think if if the, Columbia would yeah. have snuck into the playoffs last year, even if they lost in the first round. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, they got that playoff experience. Yes. They're ready to go. Everything's going to be it. so new for them. Yeah. Everything's so new for them. And so, again, there are some programs like Shadow Creek where new experiences are just like, okay, well, we just go out there and win. And That's may the not matter. exception, not the rule. But, the, but the, the, that is a total mystery to me is what happens when they get into that big must-win game. Mm-hmm. That's, that's interesting. But I think the talent's there, man. West Columbia's got a chance to make a run. Uh, I think I know which team is your boomer bust. Lynn Passes. Yeah. I mean, they could win the region. Yes, they and, could. And haul off and win the region. And they could lose in the second round. They could play Laverne. They could get beat by Liberty Hill in district again, mm-hmm. play Laverne in the second round of the playoffs again, and lose to Laverne just like they did last year. Yep. I mean, it could go. And I think if, if this year, if the Badgers lose in the second round of the playoffs, I think it would be an incredible disappointment. Yeah. I, th- I think, it, you know, for land passes, I think it's, it's regional final. Or bust. Anything less than a regional yeah. final will be a disappointment with that group they have coming back. All right. It's time for Matt Steps locked and loaded for a Division One prediction. <sighs> this pains me to pick pick against Scott Surratt in a state title game, but I think are we doing the same thing? I think Waco La Vega beats Carthage dude. We in have the same title. thing. Yeah. It would be it would be surprising because Scott Surratt is is money in a state championship game. I know, but man, La Vega's just and and Don Hyde, man, he's. He's one of the best coaches in the state. Yeah, he's 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 really really good. I know that's I know that's saying a lot after one year. Hip, that, but hip, matching wits with Scott Surratt, that the chess match of the La Vega defense against the Carthage offense would be so much fun. So I agree. Here's one thing I'll say about Don Hyde, and I know he's listening, so this is embarrassing. Hey, Coach Hyde, <clears throat> I went to their banquet this year, basically so that they can embarrass me for picking against them. Hashtag disrespect season. Hashtag disrespect season. I was invited to their banquet. Everyone in that room, everyone in that room will light themselves on fire for Don Hyde. He has total and complete buy-in from everyone in that program. And that's rare. That's mm-hmm. super rare. And when you add in the fact that they are going to be super talented yeah. as well, it's very hard to stop. It's a lethal comment. Now, hey, by the way, also, you know what I almost did? I almost messed around and put... Lavega over Midlothian Heritage. Okay? Now, Midlothian Heritage has to get past Carthage, but they basically had a beat last year. They did. And now they've got some replacing. they got to replace Landon Ledbetter. they got to replace Ledbetter. That's a big question mark for, them, for me with them. But to me, I think you can also, I think you can also put Sealy in that mix, yeah. too. I think I'm, I'm pretty... It's weird, because they come from such a different, difficult region, but I feel pretty good saying I think Lavega's going to be there. Oh, uh, 
I mean, the the quarterback question yeah. at Carthage is big. The quarterback question at Carthage is big. The quarterback question at Midlothian Heritage is big. And if if neither one of those answers get, get those questions get answered satisfactorily, yeah, nailed it. Then maybe it is a team like Sealy. Yeah. Where, by the way, let's not forget their coach took a team that nobody thought was going to get anywhere to a state championship game three years ago. Yeah. I mean. There's a lot going on here, so very interested for in Division One this year. I think that I think you're right. It could be a, it could be real simple. It could be Carthage finds a quarterback and La Vega is La Vega, and we're going to go at it. Or we're here for it. It could go crazy. By the way, a team we haven't mentioned once is Argyle. Yeah, okay. They're going to be right there. They're going to be right in the mix. Yeah. Um, it's like, and they feel like if they didn't play that La Vega game in, in nasty, nasty weather last year, yeah, they would have won. They feel like they could have won that yeah. game, and they may have. We don't, we'll never know, but they'll have their chance to prove it again uh, right. twice. It, it is, it is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, four division two now. As we wrap up this first episode of two of mm. Tap and Step, um, we are one hour in four division two. My headline. What is your headline for four division one? The two Dynasty there. in the Piney Woods. Aha! Uh-huh. All about Pleasant Grove, and, mm-hmm. and, and they are the prohibitive favorite in four uh, A division two. So that's that's my headline for sure. My headline is any given Friday, because I agree. Pleasant Grove starts the year as the favorite. Has to, right? They look really good. Feeling very good about them. But there is no shortage of teams that I think are good enough that if Pleasant Grove starts putting the ball on the ground or they start or something doesn't click or anything like that, could or get lose, them. lose a quarterback. Or lose a quarterback, something yeah. like that. Okay? Especially in their region. Okay? Gilmer. Wicko, Con- Wicko Conley. Lorena. Pittsburgh. A lot of teams with talent mm-hmm. that I agree. Pleasant Grove starts year number one, have to start the year number one. They are loaded for bear. And I know that they feel like this is their year. But th- there are a lot of landmines out there. And it was not always sunshine and daffodils for Pleasant Grove last year. No. They had some injuries to deal with, and mm-hmm. they kind of lost a couple. They lost a Glade. I mean, they lost a Gladewater. Yeah. They lost to Carthage. Mm-hmm. Lost a couple of games in the regular season. Right. You know, and they, they got it together late. But, yeah, the, um, I think for Pleasant Grove, priority one is keeping Ben Harmon healthy. Oh, yeah. He, makes the, he, he gives them such a unique weapon in that offense because of his ability to throw the ball. He um, makes them go. Yeah, I mean, plain and simple. Like yeah. I know they're like it's a Bruce Garrett's the D one commit, yes. BYU commit, but I I think Ben Harmon is the irreplaceable guy. I entirely agree. Okay, um, my region of doom is region three. Oh yeah, Same as for me. as it is forever, forever and ever and always. Jasper Silsby, West Orange Stark. Just take those three. That, that threesome in in the Golden Triangles just is just stupid. But then you got some depth, man. You got you got this really nice next layer too, of Belleville, Wharton, and Giddings. Keep an eye on center as, a, as center. A kind of a deep sleeper. I think they're going to be a lot better this year. Yeah, Sweeney in that same mix too. Yeah. Um, that was a ten win team from a year ago. So Sweeney yeah. was ranked number one in four A Division two yes, for a week were or two for a second there. Yeah, they had, they were ranked number one in four A Division two for, for a, a hot week or minute. Two. They yeah. were the number one team in the state. That's how that's how crazy four A D two was yeah, last year. So. Exactly. And what's funny is that we're talking about four A Division two now in the same way that we talked about four A Division one last year. Yeah, where it felt like there were at least maybe one, maybe two. At most three teams that we felt like were going to win a title. Now we're kind of talking about that same way. Okay. Uh, who is your uh, sleeper for 4 Division Two? I got two. Uh-huh. Uh, in Region 1, Fort Stockton. Okay. I guess if they're going to get it done, this is the year. They're going to make some noise. I think Mike Peters talked to him at coaching school. He's, they got to find a quarterback, and if they can find a quarterback, they're, they're set just about everywhere else. 
the key for Fort Stockton is going to be getting one of those top two seeds in Division One. Yeah, in division in their in their district in order to get a higher seed and get a little bit easier mm-hmm. playoff path. Um, in Region Four, Port Isabel, mm-hmm. year two. Jason, you think about Jason Strunk last year. He didn't his. He, he got he got to Port Isabel. His first day on the job was literally the first practice in August. Yeah, when they played their first game, he didn't know hardly any of the kids' names. They were learning literally on the fly. They've got a ton back. He also his son his son missed all. His sons are really good players. His name is Max Strunk, um, kind of an outside linebacker, running back type. Started as a sophomore at Lubbock High, missed all of last year. Adding him to a, what is an already experienced team, region region four division two is there. The big bad wolf is is a little bit wounded, wounded right now. Port Isabel could make a little little run. I'm saying Region Four for those exact same reasons, right? Because four division four division one Region Four last year was it was all about Quero. Yeah. It was Quero or bust. It's Quero on the field. It's Quero on the field. Yeah, that's not there anymore. I'm buying stock in Hondo. I think okay. the, I think the owls have something cooking. Brett Ratliff, like what Brett Ratliff's Portland, got yeah. cooking there. Uh, I think the pro I. Formation is 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 sometimes so simple that it's hard to stop. Hard, there's not a lot of people that run it, especially run it well. when you've got a quarterback like Brandon Garcia and a running back like Trey Dickens. This is a team I think is going to make some noise, and I'm very excited to see what Hondo is able to do in 2019. All right, my breakout player and another guy, much in the same vein, actually from the same part of the world too, who gained a following as the year went on. Iowa Park quarterback Trent Green is a guy who has a ton of playoff experience now coming back. He has played in the tough games. He was he has, great in that quarterfinal game against Glen Rose last he year. He has won the tough games. He is a true leader now entering his senior season. I think Trent Green at Iowa Park is going to be a household name. My guy is Bradley, Bradley Lena at Lorena. Mm-hmm. He had a huge year last year. doesn't really get talked about much. I think because you've got just up the, up the road at Connolly, JV on Sunday. What was the name of that Lorena quarterback I loved a couple of years he, ago? Bradley Lena. He had a big year last year, and I and I think uh, he is in for another big year with an experienced cor- experience crew was, around him. I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking for this. Who was, was that guy two years remember ago? Remember him? Lorena. Um. God bless it. There might have even been coverage of Greg Tepper. I know, up. but I love that because he was a big, he was like three. He was, he was just big old boy. Yeah. Uh, that they. Uh, oh, Harris Coleman. Yeah, Harris Coleman, 215-pound quarterback. He was awesome. Loved that kid. Um, yeah, Lorena's got a history of putting out kids that, uh, that I really, really like watching. So Bradley Lena's going to put up big numbers for the Leopards. I kind of feel like you and I are probably going to have the same boomer bust. Uh-oh. Is yours in region two? I think so. Hold on. I think it's so obvious, though. Yeah. Sunnyvale? No! Okay. Sunnyvale. <laughs> okay, Sunnyvale. Um, 10-0 and last year and lost in the first round of the playoffs to Gilmer. Yeah. Um, that stings for them. Yeah, and I know Gilmer was not at the usual four seed. Um, whoever they play in the first round of the playoffs, they're gonna have a tough matchup. Mm-hmm. Can they get over that hump and maybe play three, four rounds deep this year? Trip McCade is a great quarterback, I, I, but I just I think Sunnyvale's got to get over that mental hurdle. I think it's so obvious that it's Waco Connolly. Connolly, okay. If you want to come up to me and tap me on the shoulder and say, "Hey, Greg Tepper." Waco Connolly is the most talented team, not just in four division two, but in four A. I think I'm listening. You saw them at seven on okay. seven. They passed the eyeball test. They are a freak show. Yeah. Okay, Corey Black, JV on Sunday, Caven uh, Gaither, uh, Juwan Forward. That's not even to mention the the big hog mollies like Trent Pullen and Kerry Turner. This team is loaded with talent. Can they all? 
pull the rope in the same direction 16 times. And I think part of the issue for them, even if they get the top seed, they're looking at, I think the way the bracket breaks is they're probably going to have to play Pleasant Grove right. in the second round of the playoffs right. again. And that's the thing is um, there, there's a chance they do. Uh, but but for me, this is a team that from a talent perspective is undisputed. Okay? This team is stupid loaded. Yeah, they're really, really talented. They're super talented. Can they all just get moving in the right direction? Because yeah. if they do, again, if they do, this is a team that can win a state championship. Absolutely. It can win a state championship. They are that talented and that dynamic. And I'm going to go ahead and go on record here. Um, if Texarkana Pleasant Grove and Waco Conley play in round two of the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be at that game. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Boy. Boy, that's, uh, that takes a lot of courage to say. Thank but you. I Thank appreciate you. You, you having that courage. All right. Finally, um, your prediction for 4A Division Two. All right, I have Texarkana Pleasant Grove winning the state title, mm-hmm. um, and I really went back and forth on who who I have them beating. Is it from a Region Three team? It is. <laughs> and I went with Jasper, but okay. I could easily see Silsby in this spot as well. But I went on a limb and took Jasper um, to get to the title game and lose to Pleasant Grove. Um, I'm going to take Silsby in that spot instead. Um, I'm going to go with them over over Silsby. By the way, would it surprise you if West Orange Stark was there? No, <laughs> any of those three. They're the they're. I mean, like. It, the, the the question for West Orange Stark is they got the crown knocked off their head last year for the first time in umpteen years. Yeah. They're not the kings of Region 3. Is that the new normal or is that just a one-time thing and they're about to come out and, and, and take it back? Because it wouldn't be a surprise. Cornell Thompson's one of the best coaches in the state. It would not be a surprise if they pull it all together. No. And, and I know they've got a little bit of rebuilding to do. But they boy, have question all, marks. It always seems like they have rebuilding to do. Uh, and they always seem to find a way, especially defensively, to put something together. So I have Pleasant Grove uh, over Sills being... I think one thing we can say is, is whoever wins Region 3 will be a prohibitive favorite. In, over region yeah, because Region 4, I mean, the it's thing down is... down this year. Like, there's not that team. There's not Cuero, mm-hmm. right? Like, I like what Navarro has, but they have some big holes to fill defensively. Yeah, everyone's got questions in Region 4. And then, after that, you're talking about teams like Raymondville. Right? Yeah. Who, by the way, keep an eye on. Yeah. Team like Rockport Fulton. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on them. And then the, the teams we mentioned. Wimberley. I know Wimberley went 4-7 and seven last year. Yeah. But a team that could make a big leap forward and obviously has pedigree. So uh, there you go. That is your 4-8 Division two preview. And that is going to do it for part one yes. of the Tep and Step preview. I'm looking at our thing. We went uh, one hour and ten minutes. Well, it's okay. Uh, it's not terrible. That's fine. So. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very, very much. We will be back uh, for... We're going to record it right now, but pretend that a bunch of time passed mm-hmm. uh, in between us doing it. We went home and showered and changed clothes and things of like course that. We did. But instead, uh, we will be back on Tep and Step for Part 2, uh, previewing 3A, 2A, and 1A. Uh, Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you, sir. See you next time on Tep and Step. <laughs>